disorder becomes disordered when it impacts the way that you're able to function your day-to-day life. So, you know, taking a shower, brushing your teeth, making dinner, driving, getting on the bus, like these are activities of daily life, right? Getting your kids off to school. If it's impacting your ability to do that, then that's when you know, I need to start seeking out mental health support. We're continuing our conversation with Natasha Pennycook. And in this segment, we'll talk about anxiety. We asked Natasha to tell us her why, and this is what she had to say. Her why is to create a mental health space for historically marginalized and racialized professionals who do not have access to culturally relevant mental health services. Love it. So are there common patterns you've observed in how anxiety manifests itself, especially amongst professionals? Oh, yes, 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 yes. (laughs) Oh, there's, so anxiety as a disorder, it shows up as the questioning of self. A lot of times it's a questioning self. It's a questioning of that future self, right? But what is really under that is the fear And I notice all of my high achieving clients, whether within our therapy practice or the ones that I work with in a coaching manner, there is this fear to be, right? Mm -hmm. And to be, whether it is to be successful or to fail or to get the next promotion or get the next step, or even this fear that I will not be able to create generational wealth for my children. I won't be able to break these harmful generational cycles and traumas. There is this fear attached to it. So that's what I see with anxiety and what is what's perpetuated a lot of times. So with working with, especially from like from a coaching perspective, it's being able to. So as I said before, right, let's connect to that future self, but the fear often limits us from doing that. So we need to tackle the fear in anything that we do, whether from a mental health lens, from a coaching lens, from a corporate lens, what is the fear that's there? Yes. Right. Because there's a problem that needs to be fixed. But what is the fear that's hindering from getting to the fixing of the problem? I love it. I love it. So talk to our audience then, you know, so they're professionals, they're everyday people, they have families, you know, they're worried about certain things in life. When does it move from worry, Mm -hmm. what we call anxiety? Then when does it move from anxiety to what we might call an anxiety disorder? So talk to talk to our audience about that. Yeah. So to lead you through that. So stress, right? If we think of anxiety as an umbrella, I like to explain it like this. Think of anxiety as an umbrella and each prong of that umbrella is is a symptom. So whether it's stress or worry or tension or nervousness or frustration and overwhelm, these are all the different prongs of this umbrella. So when you're starting to recognize that, okay, I have stress, stress is actually normal, right? Mm -hmm. Stress is one of those biological things to make sure you're not going to get hit by the car where you're crossing the street and a car is coming and your body's stressed enough to say, hey, danger, step out the way, protect self. So stress is a biological thing. But what happens when stress becomes a stress that is impacting your starting to impact your day to day function is that it starts to take away from you being able to do regular things like cross the street. No Mm. cars are coming. Right. But you're recognizing, oh, I can't cross the street because a car might come. Yes. Right. There's that hesitation. It's stopping me from going. And then 
you know, stress starts going to be an anxiety disorder where I'm not leaving my house because I might get hit by the car. Not that there's any cars there, right? but I might, right? So recognizing stress, okay, protects you from getting hit by the car. You're hesitant to cross the street, so you only walk on one side of the street, to I'm not leaving altogether because the possibility is there. Yes. So that's really the trajectory of anxiety. And that is really important to know that if any mental health disorder becomes disordered when it impacts the way that you're able to function your day-to-day life. So, you know, taking a shower, brushing your teeth, making dinner, driving, getting on the bus, like these are activities of daily life, right? Getting your kids off to school. If it's impacting your ability to do that, then that's when you know, I need to start seeking out mental health support. You know, there's an interesting visual that came as you were speaking. And, you know, I love all the the examples that you give because then I get a picture in my head and whether it's <laughs> unlinking the chain. So the chain splits and the links are all, you know, in the past, they, they've all dropped to the ground. And then, you know, you pull the you pull the future in right uh, yes. section to um, to those things. But then the other thing that I was thinking about as you were speaking is for the people who are anxiety uh now in the fullness of it yes yes they're they're bringing in multiple futures from multiple places all at the same time right Mm -hmm. and then and then they're all bad futures as well yes 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 Yes. they're all worst case scenarios (laughs) right all worst case scenarios that you have to manage on like every level now and so the brain can only handle so much and Mm -hmm overwhelmed by the multiple places of harm that yes. one can possibly come in. And then uh, when I talk to my clients about trauma, I say your first response is your last response, right? So if, if you were the fighter as in the first trauma that you experienced, you remain the fighter for every trauma. Yes. After. Yes. And, if, yeah. and if you were the runner, <laughs> then you run for every trauma after every difficulty yeah. that comes up, right? Yeah. And then for the person who shut down completely just in, mm. in order to survive, well, that's what you do. You just shut down. Yes. And the brain doesn't pick anymore. It's just a habitual, you know, form. So when you pull on all of these different anxieties that don't really exist and you pull them into the present moment, then you go into your traumatic response. And it's like, whatever it is, you're running or you're fighting or you're shutting down, right? And so is there a way for us to easily come out of that? Yes, yes. So there's this great equation that I use with my clients, with my therapy clients. It's called the anxiety equation. I actually love this equation and I got it from uh, Christina Podinsky and she is one of like, the writers of CBT of like, of I don't want to say traditional CBT, but I guess more modern CBT. Yeah. And I, I, one time I went to a workshop that she did all on anxiety. And she yeah. had this equation, love this equation. So it's anxiety equals fear, yes. or you can call it danger, divided by coping. So oh. what I do with my, my therapy clients, especially the ones who are struggling with anxiety is we start to unpack the first part. What is the danger? What is the fear? Yeah. And usually it's huge, right? Right. It's all of those futures coming together. The hit by the car, but then it's going to be a bus and it's going to be a tractor trailer. And Plain. then it's going to be a four by four. And I'm I'm going to be flat on the ground. I'm never going to be able to get out up. And we start unpacking what is the worst case scenario of that fear. Yeah. So we can ground them to understand 
what is the worst case? Yeah. Right? And when I mean worst case, I mean worst case. So it's like yeah. people might be, yeah, and then I'm in a hospital and then I die. I'm like, yeah. okay, keep yeah. going. What's the worst? Right. But I'm already dead. No, but keep going. Right. Okay. And then my I'm children going, die. and then my the children, die. right? And then my children don't have a mom and then they have yeah. no food and then they're homeless and then yeah. my kids don't have anywhere to go, right? So we go really beyond a lot of times that their existence and recognize that this fear is really grounded sometimes in their children or access or family members, right? And we start to understand, okay, that fear. So the fear is really that your children are not going to be taken care of. Mm. Okay, so we have the fear part. Yeah. So now let's look at coping. Yeah. What things can we put in place to make sure that your children are taken care of in the event of when you are not here? Mm. So it's like, okay, you know what? I need to have life insurance. I need to talk to my sister about being the person who comes gets my children. I may have to make sure that the bank account is set up, that they can access so they continue the, the, in that school. Or even if they can't live in the house, it could be in the same area. So start now planning coping. And I will tell you, every time I do that, it takes a couple of sessions to get to all of that, unpacking every that, all of that. But once we get to really building out the coping and making an action plan, I will tell you that thing that was a huge fear, it shrinks. And what happens when the fear shrinks? The anxiety shrinks as well. I love it. Audience, I hope you got the substance of what was just given to you as a gift Free yourself from anxiety. Even if you don't suffer with what you contemplate to be anxiety, sit down and mm. take this equation out. Anxiety mm. equals fear over coping. Yes. And then go to the place of the worst possible scenario. And possible. that's hard to do without yeah. somebody there with you. But yeah. if you can be intentional and you can sit with yourself and you say, I am afraid, I am so afraid, I am so afraid, I am so afraid. And you dive into the different fears that come up, you'll then see the one that matters the most. You dive into that, I am so afraid of, I'm so afraid of, I'm so afraid of. And you just see it will be like a domino uh, that then, you know, or maybe the opening of a flower or something, but it reveals the core of it. And it is the core that you want to get of, get to the, you know, the, what is the fear, the substance of the fear. And then once you have that, blow it up in all the ways that you need to blow it up and then finish off with the coping, right? How, what do I need to put in place to counter, counterbalance this fear? Uh, sometimes it's just a matter of knowing what the fear is that makes the fear disappear. But then after that, what action do I need to take? in order for this to completely diminish. Can't think of anything else. Can you think of anything else you want to add, Natasha? Well, that coping piece, right? So if we're talking about myself as a psychotherapist and as a mindset coach, you know, as the therapist, it's the fear that I'm focusing on with clients. Yeah. But as a mindset coach, I'm shifting for mm -hmm. into the coping so that we can get to a better uh, outcome, yeah. to a better future, right? Yeah. So that, that coping piece is part of now that action plan that you're building out. So that's 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 your freebie, everyone. And that's your homework. Start building out. Where are you? Are you struggling with the anxiety? Do you need to go into the fear? Or are you recognizing that you could already start working on the coping aspects as you, you've done the triad? Love it. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> 